Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's doing fantastic on this wonderful Wednesday morning. Today is the last day of the Black Friday sale. Make sure you go to Academy dot Solid Canine Training. Try this already typed out. Solid Canine Training dot com to take advantage of your. Um, Black Friday, especially your bundles, a lot of great bundles that we have there um, to save a lot of money. And at a minimum, you get 25% off um, your courses. And if you're a Patreon member, I would highly encourage you to join Patreon. Um, uh, Let me just put that in as well. Patreon members, because there's a lot of added benefits to being a Patreon member. Um, Number one, you get 20% off uh, in addition to all your courses. And then year-round, you always get 20% off all your courses and your online consults. We do a Zoom room. We had one last night. We do it usually every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that is a Q&A face-to-face, voice-to-voice, which can get you tremendous help. Um, Also, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, Tuesdays and Thursdays, this particular show is going to be moved over to there. So this podcast will be moved over to Patreon, and you'll only be able to hear the show on Patreon. Also, we have started a subscriber channel um, on our Instagram, and if you go into our Instagram stories and you hit, you know, join or subscribe. It's $4.99 a month and you'll see a lot of behind the scenes. You'll see a lot of troubleshooting. You'll see a lot of um, us working with dogs, working them through issues. See a lot more of the messy middle. You'll see things that we we cannot show on um, on normal free platforms because of uh, the censorship um, uh, uh, problems out there. So will be able to be a little bit more uh, revealing, not as extreme as we want to, because it still is part of um, Meta, but we can still um, show a lot more. Plus there'll be um, private Q and A's, private lives, um, a lot of things, and it's for four ninety nine a month. So that's something we just started yesterday as a soft rollout, um, but you can go into our stories and just sign up there. They're called subscriptions. So you just subscribe, um, and it's a, it's a it's a four ninety nine a month thing. And um, again, you know, we're just trying to get as much content out there, both free and low paying, um, to help as many people out. So you pretty much don't have to go to a dog trainer. You can troubleshoot this stuff yourself. Um, I'm a firm believer that um, uh, most dogs with issues don't need dog trainers. I'm finding out that if owners had more of the correct information, that they absolutely could um, do better um, with their dogs and get better results. On that um, comment, uh, welcome everybody. My name is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. I'm a trainer and rehabber. Um, right now I'm down in Florida and I'm, uh, I have a training center up in Providence, Rhode Island, uh, which I was up until nine months ago. And we've been there for 20 something years. Um, the center for uh, 10, but me training for 20. I was on the road for a while and then had um, my board and train facility on my personal property. Um down in Florida, we were working on lots of online content, um, and then also doing, you know, one boarding train, you know, at, you know, at a time. Um, day today's today's theme is, you know, day three of a leash reactive dog, and if you've been following us on Instagram stories, we have got 
um, uh, documenting. Not, I mean, I've been by myself, so now that Joel's back in town, we'll be able to show more things. Some which will go in our subscription service, some which will go on our free platform of uh, working with Odin, who came in very well trained. Actually belongs to a dog trainer, but just this leash reactivity that cannot be um, uh, uh, controlled. That is out. It is out of control. It is out of control. And then, if the leash reactivity stops, the dog just continues to whine. Um, uh, I'll show you what we're we're doing to eliminate that. We've been tested twice, and um, the first time went extremely well. And then late last night, we were at a walk. Um, there was three dogs that we had, two of us, Angelo, it was pitch black outside. And then right on a side street, so probably about 15 feet from us, um, a gentleman was walking a dog who was just out of control. I mean, screaming like a banshee at us. And that was a good test. That was a good test. So immediately I can sense... Um, uh, um, Odin loading, there might have been a small reaction, and I immediately shut that down, like shut it down immediately um, with no whining afterwards with Odin um, walking um, nice next to me. So why is it that some folks are struggling with leash reactivity? The biggest issue is you're, we're finding a couple of things. People are only focusing on the problem and they're not looking at it as a universal issue 24-7. And they're underwhelming their dogs when it comes to corrections. And their timing is often wrong. So what are we spending most of the day doing with, with, um, with Odin? Um, since he already knows his commands, he knows recall, heal, place, um, kettle up down. He knows all those things. So what I'm doing is whenever I get a dog that is say we're struggling with like, or the owner struggling, or even we are struggling with maybe one thing, but usually the owner is struggling with something and they're working really, really hard on um, getting rid of the issue. Um, but they can't seem to do it. What we do is we first question I say to them is, well, what's it look like the rest of the day? And meaning, like, what's it look like in your house? How much are you asking your dog to do? Are you being demanding of your dog? Is there a high consequence for a small infraction inside the house? For instance, go outside for a walk. Dog's excited. Of course, our dog's excited. We want our dogs to be excited for the walk. Boom, we shut that down with a, with a correction. Um, open up the front door. If the dog is say it breaks the sit because it's supposed to be an automatic sit to wait. That's all unspoken. That's another thing I'm finding is that people are over verbalizing commands with their dog. Once a dog understands what to do and say you're at the front door, it's, it's, it's protocol that the dog sits. That's just the protocol. That's what the dog should be doing. Um, what was happening is folks are saying sit. Why? Why are you telling the dog to sit when it knows it's supposed to be sitting? Why not just correct the dog? And a lot of times people will say, 
excuse me, a lot of times people will say, um, the dog will be confused. You won't know what's being corrected for. Then why is it that the dog, after you correct it, automatically sits down? Not lays down, but sits down. Because it knows what it's supposed to do. Because you've already put in the 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 hundreds, if not thousands of reps. You've already put in the time. You've already actually taught the dog what to do. So why are we taking training backwards or keeping it the same and not moving it forwards for understanding the philosophy is avoiding the correction? So in the real world, in life, at some point when you're an actual adult and you know a series of tasks to do, how, 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 um, I don't think anybody, anybody likes to be nagged. I don't think anybody likes to be reminded every day to do the same thing. You're an adult, take some responsibility. So I'm humanizing this, but for a dog, it's much easier. I open up your crate door. Of course you wait. I'm not going to tell you to wait. You already know to wait. So if you rush out the door, I'll close the door on you or I'll correct you with the remote. And what does the dog do? It backs up. Why? Because the dog knows. Because you've already trained it. You've already trained the default waiting until you're released. Waiting to till you till you eat, but that's one thing. On, on that note, that's something that people always do. Oh no no no! I, I, he sits at thresholds and he and he waits before he eats, and then that's it. That encompasses the structure of the day. Meanwhile, the dog has the free reign of everything else. He can bark out the window, rush out the door, jump up on guests, um, break commands, not listen, be a selective listener, be stubborn. But the other two things that it knows. And then going back to yesterday's show, that's what we call them smart. It's like, well, then teach the dog more. If a dog is so smart, number one, teach the dog more things if it retains information so well. So yesterday, what I did was I'm pretty much working this dog above threshold at all times. A lot of folks would be like, why would you do that? I'm like, why? Because I'm not training the dog for just listening inside this house. I'm training the dog for, I'm pointing outside, for out there in the real world where I'm going to want you off leash. I'm going to want you on a leash. And I have to be able to have you walking by dogs that are going nuts. So right after the show, all the dogs go for a bike ride and we will we will run, bike, past lots of dogs. Some walking, some behind fences barking. We will pass tons of squirrels. We will pass about six cats on the road that we on the route. And this is a short um, ride. I only have 30 minutes between the end of the show and then an online meeting. So I've got to make two trips because this will be the first time I've taken Odin on a bike. So I want to do it just one-on-one -on -one before I have him join the pack.
So what I do is I try to confuse the dog by challenging the dog on all the different commands in a fast pace. And it, when the dog makes a mistake, it gets corrected and it has to figure out what to do. So if I'm 10 feet away from place and I say place, and there's only, and the dog knows place, by the way. This is with a dog that knows commands. So this is, I'm talking about a dog that knows commands and knows them well. And if the dog decides to just run to me and lie down, it'll be corrected. Is that fair? Well, after the correction, the dog runs to place. You tell me. So the dog knew it. But the dog did possibly what was easiest for it, what it felt safe, safest doing, what it thought it could do to avoid the correction. See, I've already the training's already been done. The training's already been done. This is not how you train a dog for its foundation work. This is how you get a dog to start working at a higher level and to eliminate a lot of behavioral problems that are not directly related to what you are doing. So what does going from a downstate of place, place to me, me to its kennel, from its kennel to place, and I'm not moving. I'm literally standing in the center of the room and I'm directing this dog to all different areas of the room. And I'm not moving. And if the dog makes a mistake, it gets corrected. Again, trained dog. If I slowed it down and showed the dog step-by-step, step, it would know what to do. It's already been done. Even though it's day three, the dog came in trained. The number one, it belongs to a dog trainer. The number one thing I'm trying to do is eliminate leash reactivity. So now I've got a dog that is more concerned about me than its own agenda. So now when we go outside, then we'll do it. We'll also do this outside, by the way, on the front yard. I think I showed some video clips of that on Instagram stories yesterday. So now we've got a dog that will listen when its arousal state takes over its rational mind. If you want to just put that into simple terms. I mean, have you ever been so stressed, depressed, angry, adrenalized that you couldn't make a rational decision? But you need to because it's life or death. No, it's not life or death for this dog. But I did have somebody on my... um zoom last night who is working with a dog and has had the dog for quite a while that can't get this dog to stop leash reactivity and if it doesn't stop the owners are going to give the dog away because it's an elderly couple and they can't even walk the dog down the street and it's better it's much better if you if you take your dog for a walk every day and your dog explodes and drags you eventually you're going to get tired of it and if you live in an apartment 
you're going to get real tired of it. If he had a house in the backyard, you'd be like, you know what? I'm not going to walk you. I'll just play chuck it, run you around the backyard. Still go for car rides. It's just the walk that they don't do well with. It's not the worst thing in the world. Of course, you should walk your dog. But many people that do, you know, bike riding and have woods the dogs are running in and have a big backyard where the dogs are running around and playing in and folks that go to doggy daycare, they may never walk their dog, but they're meeting their dog's, you know, physical needs. But we would we would love both. Sure, you can do that, but don't you want to take your dog into town to an outdoor cafe, especially in, in especially in your warmer climate climates where you can pretty much do it year round. It was ninety degrees yesterday. So what we're doing is is we are um, sending the dog to all different spots that it already knows all over this house. To make the dog think. And you can tell the dog is confused. And there are times when I'm making a slight body movement towards that particular place to give it some guidance. And then it figures it out. And I'll do that for two or three times. So if it continues to make the same mistake, I'm going to stop. And then I'll take the dog backwards. I'll be like, okay, let me show you. Let me show you what I want. And the dog figures it out. And then now we go back to being more demanding. So what people are doing is they're underwhelming their dogs. They're not challenging their dogs enough. And we're only talking about a 15-minute training session. If you did a couple of those a day, you'd be looking really good. You'd be looking really good. So what do we do with dogs that have got exterior issues that we are struggling with? We take it back to our interior issues and we hold them accountable on everything and we challenge them a lot. So then outside, we also run through obedience outside, like we'll break up the walk and during the walk, we'll do some obedience as well on the actual walk. But a lot of the times we make it so we're so relevant to the dog. We are so relevant to the dog that The dog goes, I don't know if they actually think this, but it works. I better pay attention more to Jeff than everything else. Mm -hmm. To the point where at the beginning of leash reactivity rehab, once you've eliminated the leash reactivity, the dog like moves into you closer. It's like, oh. So you really want to avoid the consequence. So if you're construction equipment in the background, they're building an addition on the house. So I'm not going to be reactive because I don't want to be corrected. I'm not going to speed because I don't want to ticket. I'm not going to go through a red light because there's a red light camera there. I'm not going to text while I'm driving because I'm going to get caught and get a huge ticket. Everything in life is not gold stars and rewards. There are also there are also avoiding a consequence. Once you know the rules, once you have been taught, that's how life works. 
That's how life works. Hey, buddy. You gonna make that toast this morning? That other that other half? Sure. Okay, why don't you do that? Have something to drink, a piece of fruit, and then empty out the dishwasher, please. Okay. All right, thanks. Let me show you, uh, if you're not familiar with our sale that's going on right now. And lure up. Good. Sit. This is the green to graduate and course, lure. which is bundled with a bunch of our other courses. Good. Or Down. by itself. Good. Tucker here. Good job. Down. Turn around and come back towards us. Tucker, here! That's my boy. Here? There we go. That's my boy. You did yesterday, sweetheart. Oh, maybe. So try... Try a new one. It's up to you if you're hungry. This is our online academy right here. And um, at a minimum, you would subscribe. At a minimum, subscribe to it. Okay. So when you subscribe to it, what you'll do is um, you're just part of our mailing list. So you get you get actually special codes to a lot of our a lot of our content. Um, and then this is the Black Friday sale. These are the bundles right here. You got bundle one, bundle two, bundle three. If you bought courses from us before, your bundle three of the all access pass gets prorated. If you've never bought it before, you get a, still get a humongous savings of five hundred dollars. Looks like there's 19 hours and seven minutes left of the sale. Green to graduates, our number one course. It's a little tour, tour, a little tour there. So, which post was that, Phoenix? Which post was that yesterday? Um, all right. Let's go right to some questions. And I'm going to show more today of the work we're doing with, I mean, every day that does with us for a week and a half more. So I'll, I'll, show, every, I'll show everybody what we're doing with, um, with Odin. Um, I've been doing it by myself, but now Joelle's back. And well, actually, Angela, Angela's been filming a little bit, but I'll show you some of the drills that I just explained today. Um, and that'll be shown on our, on our subscriber channel. Let me just get right to our Instagram channel. Let me see if I can find that one post. And how to subscribe if you're not familiar with subscriptions on Instagram. I mean, obviously, a ton of people are um, are doing it. Um, that have got a lot of information to share. Um, right there. So, um, going to our Instagram stories. It says subscribe to Solid Canine Training. Subscribe. And if you don't know how to get to Instagram stories, um, those are the, um, at the top of Instagram, you've got all these little round circles. That's where everybody's Instagram stories are. So um, we still have tons of free. Just don't get me wrong. It's like everything's not behind a paywall. We just want to be able to put more information out there for everybody to help. Murph says, happy Wednesday. Good morning. Good morning to you. 
Um, the link then for the academy for all my podcasts are um, academy.solidcanontraining.com and the Patreon channel, patreon.com slash training. Two important links to have. Um, both you can, um, one you can get a course from, one you can um, join, but also get a, a discount um, as well year round. So now you get an additional discount. Wendy says, good morning, Jeff. Good morning to you, Ramona. Hello, hello. How are you, Ramona? Um, Sylvia says, what does above threshold mean? Um, I thought I described it a little bit, but I can do better. Um, first of all, a lot of dog trainers will say, don't work your dog above threshold, meaning too many environmentals, too many distractions, too much confusion for the dog because then the dog can't handle its shit and it just doesn't listen. Or the dog will be too stressed, too anxious, too afraid, or the dog will be reactive. So keep the dog always below threshold, meaning work your dog always in a safe, um, 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 non-confrontational, environmental confrontational environment. Yo, your dog chases cars? will then stay away from cars. Your dog doesn't like crowds. Don't walk your dog through crowds. Your dog starts showing a little bit of stress. Stop the training. It's like, no, here's above threshold for you, Sylvia. You've got a job interview at nine o'clock and you're still stuck in traffic at 855 and you're 10 minutes away from work. What goes through your mind? Are you like, ah, no big deal. I can come in late to a job interview. Or do you start stressing out? Start getting anxious. Start worrying. Then you start getting mad. Road rage. Then maybe you don't do your best with your driving. Start speeding. Start breaking the rules. I don't know if that's the best example, but what it means is also you're working a dog when they're confused. You're working the dog when they're confused. So we look at above threshold as pretty much everything that would get a dog either overly excited, overly confused, possibly aggressive, and teach the dog how to handle its shit. That's what we're doing. Teaching a dog to work in a high-pressure situation. Because the biggest thing we've done with us as humans with our children and with our dogs is we keep them below threshold and we baby the fuck out of them. But then when they're faced with the real world, they're faced with the real world, they crumble. They crumble. Phoenix says, good morning. Good morning to you, Phoenix. Mike, hey, Mike, how are you? Good morning. I meant to ask yesterday. Yesterday was on the, um, Mike is a Patreon member and he was part of our Zoom room, which we do a Q&A. Um, but you get off the prong earlier. Seems like the ones you're training, they are just on a slip. Yeah, pretty much here we do. Yeah. Joel and I, we can both train dogs like without tools. Well, I shouldn't say that. A leash is a tool. Food is a tool. But we love the remote cower because it's a great accountability and training tool. But as far as but as far as the leash, most of the dogs we teach, we teach on slip leads. But that's us. But when they go home, a lot of the dogs are on back on prongs. This dog will probably be on a be on a slip lead. It belongs to a skilled trainer. But for for your normal 
pet owner, um, and a lot of folks can say, well, then why don't you just do that with all the dogs? I'm like, well, we do, but we're also want to set the owners up for success. And our training skill, our training skill doesn't pass off. You can't pass the baton. Now, the skill of the dog you can pass, you can teach the owner the knowledge to get the results you have, but we're not creating, we're, you know, as you know, Mike, we're not, you know, we're not creating robots. So, we, we like to use just slips, and the slip is there just for safety just so the damn dog doesn't run away in case it got spooked. But we drop it. We do so many, most of these dogs are on leash drag. They're on leash drag. But in the green to graduate, we show, obviously, like the first thing I always recommend is put a leash on the dog. First thing I recommend for a dog that's out of control with your average pet owner, I'm like, it's getting dragged down the street. I'm like, get a prong collar and teach the dog how to properly heal. But teaching the dog how to properly heal with maybe the existing tool they have might be too challenging. So get all the help you can need. But it's not a crutch. If your dog has to be on a prong collar for the rest of its life during the walks, who cares? Who cares? It has to be on. It has to be on some collar, right? It has to be on some collar. Um. Phoenix, how it's going? Thanks for the amazing Instagram post. Again, I asked you which post was that, Phoenix. Sue, is there a long waiting list for the boarding train at your house? Um, we only, well, for the first, there's a disclaimer. We only take very select dogs here. We don't work with aggression rehab here. We don't work with separation anxiety here. In Providence, we work with everything. But here at the house, we want to be able to live our normal life with. Um, Angelo always being around. Like, for instance, and I'll film this today. Um, last night, uh, we're not big TV folks, but we're watching 1833. Joel and I were watching 1833, and Angelo was going to bed. And um, I'm like, oh, we have to let the dog out. Um, I said, Angelo, let Odin out. Odin is the board and train dog. He's been here for three days. So he let him out. So we want the kind of dog where it's going to be safe for Ange. So right now, the, what you'd want to do, Sue, is you would um, fill out a contact form and I'll call you. But we, we only take very, very specific dogs. I would say we probably... Um... No, you're back in town. I figured you were doing it. Do you want me to start doing it? I will. I don't mind. Um... And they're going for a run right after this. Um, we've probably turned away at least 50% of the dogs here where we would have taken them up in Rhode Island. So we're very, 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 very specific in, the, in, in, the, in, in Florida. Because what we want to do is we, you know, you need to be, you need to be housebroken. You can't have nervous or fear or, or, or any sort of pee like that. Um, you know, Rhode Island, like in Rhode Island, you can do all those stuff because it's a training center. We're set up for that. We're set up with rubber floors, mop buckets. We're set up with, you know, uh, um, um, uh, 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 multiple trainers to do safety protocols. 
We're set up for aggression. We're set up for massive crate breakers. Here, we just want to take pretty darn good dogs and make them really, really great. That's what we're doing here. Um, so we're, I think we're, we're only doing, and we're only doing one a month. They're only doing one a month. So we've got, um, I don't know, maybe the next couple months, three months booked already. So we just started doing it. Um, Robin says, good morning, Jeff. My dog is highly leash reactive to dogs. He has good obedience and is e-collar trained. That's another thing. Obedience is not a, um, yes, you can leverage obedience, but you can even have a, you can even have a competition grade heel, but that's not connected to leash reactivity. Um, um, I've been holding down the e-collar on high for 10 seconds when we see the other dog. Don't do that. That's not what we want. That's not what we do. He helps the screams, but then goes back to barking and lunging. So we actually don't do that. You actually can drive the dog into more, into more reactivity. We actually just do momentary for leash reactivity, but also it's usually a timing issue. It's usually a timing issue, folks. What they're doing is they're um, they're usually waiting too long. There's a video I put up on um, a video that I put up on our paid subscriber part of Instagram that shows how I corrected um, Odin when we passed this. This, this is a, we have a great house down at the end of the corner. It's got three huge barking dogs behind a fence and they run the fence line. It triggers a lot of dogs and it's a great test for us. So that was his first experience. So I caught that on film, ironically, and um, I show you what we do. And that's behind the paywall because that's something where everybody would get their panties in a bunch because the dog got a split second correction and then walked in a better heel than 99% of the dogs out there. So that's the weird thing about all that. A lot of times people think, you know, the word punishment means abuse, applying a punisher. Like, like I'll work the dog. Uh, I'll have Joel film something on our subscriber channel today um, with me working Odin for maybe three minutes with no tools on whatsoever in the house. literally above threshold. So, I mean, it's not just about the tool. It's also about like the training protocol. So what I would say, Robin, is start holding your dog. What, what I, if you listen to the beginning of the show, if you didn't, make sure you watch the replay about the dog, how I work the dog above threshold and how the dog understands then what I want. Africa says below threshold is not real life. No, nowhere is it in real life. Nowhere, especially the animal kingdom. You know, it's really, really funny when Joel, Joel and I are watching 1833. If you haven't watched it, it's the pre, 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 preview of Yellowstone. A lot of people have been watching Yellowstone, but it talks pretty much about people traveling out west and all the dangers they had and the death that ensued and the lack of lawlessness and the free-for-all and the survival and the struggle 
literally every day you're out every day every day is every day in the animal kingdom you're trying to survive every day every day you are trying to survive if you're if you're if you're a hunter you're trying to find something to kill and if you're the hunted you're trying not to be killed that is reality that is reality So there's no restaurants. Actually, last night there was an episode. They just went into the small little town. Ironically, they had a little restaurant. But there's pretty much no restaurants. You carry everything with you. You make your own food. You find your own water. There's no faucets. You need to boil the water or you could die, cholera. Um... So I think it's important that folks understand that, you know, just think about it, you know, back then. Joel, oh, go ask, just go ask RT what he needs and just tell him someone will be with him in a little bit, but your papa's on the, doing a podcast. Quiet. Have him go come through. Yep. Quiet. It's it's probably where the doghouse is. Okay. Where the blue tarp is. Oh, okay. Just take him right back there. He can he can go out. That's fine. Um so and then you think about every all the all the things. Sorry, I've got I'm trying to coordinate a bunch of things here. Then you think about all the different things out there and it's like, and what's going on in the world today, like with everybody complaining about pronouns and, you know, you know, all kinds of, you're using the wrong pronoun and, you know, politically correct and everything else. And you realize it's like, so there's a lot bigger issues out there in the world. And a lot of the people that are focusing on, say, what they're focusing on now that seems to be offending everybody. Like, you must not have much else going on in your life. Like, you're not living in reality, at least my, my, at least my reality. Um, thank you for uh, liberty on above threshold because I have a highly reactive dog that I need to re retrain. Well, retrain me. Well, no, well, it's both. It's, it's both. So, so number one, Sylvia, we have a leash reactivity. Um, we have, a, we have a, a bundle which has got green to graduate, and leash reactivity. Can you pull that away, Ange? Thanks. Okay. Okay. Um, we have a, a combination of the green to graduate, which would get you high level obedience, and it'll get you then the leash reactivity. So I recommend I recommend um, getting the bundle, and now you're going to save a lot of money as well. Sid says, good morning, Jeff. I'm looking into types of helicopters. LOL. Great, thanks. Mike says, gotcha. Didn't know if you transfer that only to the owner or you put them back on the prongs so the owner has power steering. Yeah, we, we usually do. Sue says, 1883, about being a fan out there. Sylvia says, I plan on purchasing the Green to Graduate program today for my leash reactive dog, Ringo. Do you recommend prong or E or more? Both of them. I currently use a choke chain. Oh, if you're using a choke chain and you got leash reactivity, you're going to struggle for a very, very long time. 
A prong collar looks more barbaric, but it is, I would say, in a minimum, 10 times more effective. In a minimum, 10 times more effective than a choke. It's very difficult for your average person to train on a choke chain. Extremely difficult. Because once the dog engages the choke, opposition reflex kicks in and they actually want to pull more. Most dogs are not... Will you have text come back in, Angelo? And then also please start your homework. Okay. Yep. So... Um, so I think, I think it's important that, number one, get off the choke chain. Get on the prong. Get the green to graduate with the leash reactivity bundle because you're going to save a ton of money and you won't be able to do that again. Um, uh, it doesn't seem effective on our walks. It's not effective. I do hard corrections. It doesn't phase them. He's only 14 pounds. Not sure if you need that info. Uh, with 14 pounds, you can get away with a 225. All you're doing is you're making the dog pull harder. All you're doing is you're making the dog actually pull harder. Uh, Sue says, Joel in um, 1883 also is cut from the same cloth. Yeah, pretty much. Number one, she'd shoot anybody dead in, in their spot. Absolutely. And she's a strong, powerful female. Absolutely. But she doesn't quite ride a horse yet. So she was commenting on that last night because Sid, when she was in Rhode Island, Sid was kind enough to show her how to ride a horse. And she told me last night that, Sid, you're like a drill sergeant. Heels down, heels down. Straighten those legs. Straighten those legs. And then she's critiquing. She's like, Elsa doesn't look like her legs are straight. I think the stirrups might have been too high. And I'm like, I'm sure Sid knew exactly what she was doing. And I wouldn't put it past Sid, as much of a kind, loving person she is. She probably wanted to make it a, a little bit challenging for you, too. All right, everybody. Uh, to recap, academy.solidcaninetraining.com. And then to um, also recap, patreon.com slash training, And then also jump over to our Instagram channel, look at our look at our stories, and subscribe to our private room, which will get you a lot of behind-the-scenes um, um, info, things that we don't normally show, more into our personal lives, um, Q&A private Q&As, private lives, um, you know, a lot of things. All right. Love you guys. Don't forget tonight is the What Would Jeff Do show with the lovely Joelle. That's on at 6 p.m. We're back to, Joelle. So five to six, we have an hour for, for dinner. So we're doing um, from five to six tonight. We're doing the um, our What Would Jeff Do? Because then we have the Inner Circle, which is something really special. And we're doing that, obviously, from 7 to about 8.30. Um, and for any of my Inner Circle folks that are watching, if you've not gotten your videos in, get your videos in. And I emailed you this morning the link as well as a reminder. All right. Massively love you guys. And I'll see everybody um, tomorrow morning. I'll see everybody tonight. Take care. Bye-bye.